0: Hi, I'm Allie Raisman. I've been living with migraine for a while. As an athlete and gymnast, I was taught to just power through the pain. Now I use Ubrelvi or Ubrojapan to treat my migraine attacks. As soon as I feel a migraine attack, I take Ubrelvi, which provides me with quick relief. Once I get relief, I go on with my day. I'm partnering with Ubrelvi to share my migraine story.
1: Ubrelvi quickly stops migraine in its tracks within two hours without worrying where you are. Most people had quick pain relief within two hours. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for prevention. It's available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Most common side effects are nausea and tiredness.
0: My hope is that by sharing my migraine story and the relief I get from Ubrelvi, it can help someone else.
1: Ask your doctor about Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn more at ubrelv.com or call 8444 U B R E L V Y, sponsored by AbV.:
2: I'm Abby and I'm Vanessa, and you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly podcast where we recap your favorite shows in 30 minutes or less. And we are going to start off with OC because they're back. I, I know, V, you took a little break from OC. Yes, I have shit in a couple of seasons and I will say I really really enjoyed this episode and I'm happy to be watching again. I feel like for those who have drifted away and I think there's this is happens a lot with some of these franchises. It goes through ups and downs. We are I think like on an up for sure with OC with Bronwyn being a new character, Vicky being demoted to a friend of, there's a lot of drama going on with Gina and then we're seeing a feud <laughs> off screen Kelly Todd I mean Kelly's going after everyone I just this is this is episode one you know we really don't have like not a lot happens in the first one I sort of just sort of reintroduced you to where everybody is and I think this is gonna be a crazy season it's gonna be bananas and I'm so glad so when I drifted off from OC before Shannon what had gained weight she Mm -hmm. was in the process, her relationship was really, really rocky, so I was super, super thrilled to see her come out of it on the other side, losing 40 pounds, which is such a huge accomplishment. And I would say, actually, I'd argue that she lost 220 pounds when she lost 180 <laughs> by kicking her husband to the curb, but she, I think more than anything, um, and the weight loss is great from, I think, from a health perspective, it's amazing, but she just looks happy. She, yes, yes. It just seems like she's okay being Shannon, which is really refreshing after so many seasons of being unsure. Just with the, with the group, she had some issues with Heather DeBro, Then her husband cheated on her. Then they were back together. Then they were divorcing. She had gained weight. She had issues with Vicky. She's just gone through a really rough past couple of seasons, and it's nice to see. It's just nice to see a, a friendly, happy Shannon. She seemed really, um, she seemed really outgoing and lighthearted. She just seemed like she was ready to have fun. I really enjoyed her interaction with Kelly Dodd too. I did. I loved them. And even when, um, Tamara was kind of talking poorly about Kelly's car that does look like poop. I'm going to just put that out there. I agree with you. It (laughs) looks shitty. It it does look like pun intended. (laughs) Yes. Um, I just, I thought it was really sweet how Shannon did not jump in on that. She just said, yeah, that's her car. I'm pretty sure that's her car. That's the color of the car she has. Like she did not really entertain the whole thing. And I think it just goes to show that she um, is happy with who she is because before when there were situations where people were talking bad about somebody else, Shannon would just jump in to fit in with the group and she doesn't feel the need to do it anymore. No, it's really refreshing. But someone who does seem to be struggling is Gina. Yeah. I, uh, and it's hard to say because a lot of this happened with filming had already kicked off when a lot of this had happened. And there were people wondering how much of this was going to be filmed. Her DWI, I don't believe was filmed. I don't think they filmed them at all times, but, um, I just wasn't sure how they were going to handle it. And it just seems like we're watching her unravel. I think she's starting to have like a Shannon season. I, yeah, she really, really is. And her confessions, I mean, you know, she's starting to unravel by choosing to dye her hair, bleach blonde. She does seem like in the, her interviews and again, being sensitive to what she's going through and it would not surprise me if she was self-medicating with alcohol to deal with all the things behind closed doors with her husband because she did look very bloated and really just different in her interviews. She didn't look like herself. Her skin color looked different, and it's not just the bleach blonde hair messing with her skin coloring, but the that doesn't help. She just looks like something's off, and not, I'm not saying... I don't think she's using you know, illegal drugs, but like you said, she might be self-medicating. Maybe she's taking sleeping pills and anxiety, things that we hear every other housewife city talk about that they do as if it's the norm. But it was just really sad thinking that maybe she was using alcohol to help deal with all the issues with her husband. And for those who aren't aware or her ex-husband, then they're back together. Now he's going to be her ex-husband again. There are a lot of uh, really awful um, allegations. She painted a very detailed story of what happened one evening when she thought he was going to kill her. He apparently has just been extremely abusive for quite a while now, which would make sense when maybe she had a night out. She drank too much. She was really having a lot of fun. I know you and I were texting. And I said, why wouldn't she have a driver? Why would not she use an Uber? And you brought up a really good point. Maybe her husband gets really upset if she does those things because it's a sign that then she drank too much. And maybe she thought, as she drove home, then he wouldn't think she was drunk. Which, again, that's just a theory. But it's just really sad, and I could see it possibly being part of the reason why she. Oh got in yeah, the car. and it was it was super sad. Even just watching her in her new home and knowing all of this, I think knowing what's happened post show gives you a whole different perspective in watching her this season. Because you're kind of just picking up those clues on things not being right and well. Yeah, it was. It was really it was just really sad. And I think what makes it even sadder is we know that there's a lot more heavy things to come this season. And um, this is just the beginning of it. And already kind of knowing how some stuff has played out, we know what we're probably going to see in here. We particularly can um, imagine what that reunion is going to be like, because those allegations are probably going to be brought up. They were brought up about David and Shannon when they were just rumors. And I think if they know it's to be true, they are definitely going to ask her about it. I would agree. I would agree. What was your take on Tamra's new home in Kodo and all of that since you've been a diehard OC watcher from day one? What I found so funny is they were all talking about Kodo as if this is the cream of the crop. I'm in Kodo now. It's so exciting. When the series first started, this was the very first Housewives, they put it out there. All of the women lived in Kodo, and it was supposed to be about these rich women who lived in this very affluent, gated community. And as years have gone on, and a lot of it had to do with divorces, so, you know, obviously when you lose one of those incomes, you're probably not going to live in the 11 to $25 million home anymore. But it's just interesting that now Tamara's back there and bragging about it because there was a time when everybody to be a housewife of Orange County had to live in Kodo. I forgot about that until you mentioned it in your notes and preparing for tonight. And you're absolutely right. They all lived in Coto. That was kind of part of the appeal was this exclusive neighborhood, this gated community that all these women lived in. And it was a nice throwback. And I love that she's in the same neighborhood as Gina, who I really, really want to come back, but I don't know that she ever will, but I guess I will never say never. I I would love to see her. Gina will have definitely will appear. Um, I love Gina. I really think that even though there's been times where she said some horrible things, her and Tamara have had a rocky past because Gina remained friends for a while with Tamara's husband. She went on to say that she saw that Tamara's husband could be very manipulative and very controlling. They were not dating. They were just friends. But uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to see if Gina pops into a couple more scenes being so close to both Tamara and Vicky. Yeah. No, I hope that happens. And then I loved watching <laughs> Bronwyn's introduction. <laughs> but before I'm guessing you're laughing at I thought you were bring up son. Some, I thought you were gonna bring up the whole <laughs> Trump thing. And yes, no, I, I I well yes, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about that awkward comment that Tamara made. I just think it's odd, and I get, because in my husband's family, there are people that are very Republican and people that are very Democrat. I think I fall somewhere in the middle, and half the time, I really don't know who to vote for because of the fact that I don't think there's a lot of candidates out there that are maybe a little bit more middle of the road. However, um, I can see where it can get tense. It has not happened at any family dinners that I know of or I've been um, witness to but the fact that her older son is being so rude to her younger son about this at the end of the day you're tw- what 12 14 years older than this person why do you like why are you engaging in this weird political tension with your younger brother that is so silly i mean like you said i think we've gotten to a place in time where the political climate is so high where everything just feels so tense, where people, it feels at times, can't just have a conversation and just talk about things without being offended or we're in this, like, cancel culture and all these different things. But, yeah, I mean, be the example. Be a cool fucking brother. Don't be a dick. Like, has nothing to do with your political views. Just stop being a dick. (laughs) I don't know. In Tamara's comment, I, I don't even know how she worded it. It was so strange. She was talking about, was it her younger son that... He went to daycare, or was it um her older son? Her who, younger son. That he went to daycare, and then by, because he went to daycare, he didn't get, like, enough attention, and then that equals, like, Trump? I don't, I don't remember her it exact It was so words. bizarre. No, it was her older son. I'm sorry. That's right. He went to daycare. One, I think that was a really rude comment to make because I think it's implying that kids that go to daycare are sitting in corners crying. I can guarantee you, for those moms who are sending your kids to daycare – Your basically mortgage payment is not going towards your kids sitting in a corner crying. Nope. I I didn't like the comment. I also thought it was a really weird jump to say if you don't get attention as a child, you're going to be the person that votes for Trump. Yeah. No, I thought it was a really, really weird thing. And just kind of like it just shows to me that Tamara still says dumb shit. (laughs) As someone who hasn't watched in a while, it's like, okay, she still says stupid shit. It did make me laugh because I'm like, are you out of your mind? Like you and I, both of our kids go to daycare. Like you said, there's, it's a mortgage payment. It's not something we take lightly. It's, it's just ridiculous. It She's just bizarre. I was surprised. I was looking through on Instagram. She really didn't get that many negative comments for it. Uh, we should make it a poll. Cause I want to know if anybody else was offended by that comment. Yeah. I just thought it was poor taste for sure. But I, I feel like that's Tamara's mojo like her thing though it is like a lot of things there's poor taste but someone who we do love that I started to say mentioned earlier is Bronwyn we love I loved her what what did you think about her introduction to her family she's amazing she kind of reminds me of Denise already that she's just putting it all out there and doesn't care it was so cute she said I have seven kids a lot of times I get asked are you Mormon are you Catholic are you Amish and she said I say no to all that and I just let people know we really like vodka (laughs) i thought that was hilarious i I mean i liked it too yeah like basically being like well we get drunk and have a lot of sex and here's where these kids are she manages that house like a pro though that morning i was overwhelmed and they were just like all right pirates booty here you go like everybody's just jiving together and working and it was impressive it was really impressive and my brain was like hurting just watching her trying to remember everything all the things like especially having a younger kid toddlers and babies there's a lot of things you have to remember with kids that age let alone your older kids like schedules with their band rehearsals dance everything that they have going on my head was kind of spinning and she's dealing with the high school like weight of high school problems high school kids stress also then toddler kid stress that's a lot to take on a lot. And her husband, I'm going to say it, he's hot. He's really he's attractive. Hot. I think he's really attractive. And I love that they met in college. He went on to be very, very successful. And I'm sure they both come from pretty good families, I'm guessing. But it wasn't like he was this super rich guy who's 20 years older than her, and they pick, met each other at a bar, and here they are later. They really fell in love in college, which I think makes their love story a little bit more genuine than maybe some of the other ones we've seen. Yes, and they both have aged very well. Her mother looks fucking phenomenal. And that picture that they showed of her, uh, that she's like 50, or she's older than that. Her mom's in her 60s in a swimsuit, like looks amazing. They've got good genes. They've aged well. These children have not given them all the gray hairs I think I would have <laughs> if I had seven children. Her body's unbelievable. When she was talking about breastfeeding for over 18 years, that that's insane that you're but she, I know she said they're fake, but still, it's impressive. My nipples hurt when she said that. 18 like, <laughs> years. I had this innate reaction where I was like, oh, my God. So <laughs> I was adding it up. It was pretty easy because I did um, almost seven months and then right at five months. So I breastfed for a year. And then I was thinking in my head, multiply that by 18. That's a lot of time breastfeeding a lot of time it's so time consuming like you've always told me not to go on a breast milk formula bottle feeding change it but that is always best but yes no matter where me us saying this I'm not even like judging her I commend her for the 18 years I just personally don't do not think I could have done that <laughs> for my mental sanity but I commend her for it and it's incredible that she was able to feed and help be part of her children's growth in that way it's it's really I'm definitely cool. commend her for that i think it's more impressive too that she had older kids that she was having to take care of and watch and still managed to nurse her younger kids for as long as she did so um, way to go bronwyn that's i mean we did a story we called her an mvp and it's no joke i would love to hear somebody else tell me that when they add up all the time they spent breastfeeding it was more than 18 years yes. um, unless they had 20 kids Yes, but we love you, Brawen. You're killing it. I saw, too, that Kyle is loving the women this season. Oh, my gosh. He thinks they're so funny. So Kyle watches every now and then with me, and he was giggling at the girls, especially when Kelly Dodd came on the screen because she just kind of says whatever she wants and is a little risque. And what she says, he just thought it was super, super funny. And watching Kelly with her boyfriend was weird, but interesting, funny, her and the cats. And then Shannon making out with that guy. Oh, my God. He he giggled at at the bar. Like, he had a couple of moments where he's like, I think I'm going to like this. Kelly's boyfriend, there's something weird about his face. It's like a bone feature thing. I can't figure it out. But something creeps me out. He looks like a frog to me. Maybe that's it. I don't know. There's something. He he looks like an iguana or a frog. Like, I could, if he were to be an animal, I could see an iguana or a frog. Oh God. And now I want to do, like, a whole, like, bonus episode with you of all the different animals people look like. But instead, I think we will move on to Southern Charm. Yeah. Where there were a lot of animals. There were foxes, but not real foxes. I thought if it was a fox hunt, there were going to be legit foxes. The fox hunt, I still don't even understand what that is. I just think that's a rich people thing.
1: It was two seconds long.
2: They're like, oh, yeah, the dog's lost the scent. It's over. You, I think they were riding for five minutes, unless that was just editing. I don't know. It just seems stupid. And especially with all the – I did not understand all the coats – I do understand that. So I grew up riding horses, and um, oh, Abby, I don't think I knew this about you. Yeah, I um, was an equestrian for most of my life. I actually had a horse. Uh, really? I did. Oh yeah. my! I'm like legit. You all, I have never no, did not know this about Abby. <laughs> um, Abby, and I talk all the time. At wow, one point, tell me more. Yeah, at one point in my life, for one summer, I was number one in Missouri uh, for my division. And then basketball started and I dropped to six because I had to miss a couple shows. But I always like to think that if I would have not played another sport, I could have been number one that year. But so there is certain tire you have to wear for certain things. There were certain shows that my horse's mane had to be braided a certain way. My hair had to be a certain way. There's just a lot of details that you have to do and follow because it's just tradition and that's what everyone does. Um, so the coat is one thing. And then there's like. You wear these weird button shirts and there's a collar that goes around it. And you either have to have the collar monogrammed or with a, a pen, but it can't be too flashy. Otherwise, the judges mark off. It's crazy. So I got that whole the way you have to dress and what the coats mean because there is a lot of tradition to it. Uh, but the rest of it I thought was kind of silly. It was pretty silly. I I just thought the whole thing was interesting, and then the drink. I felt mean, like there, like you said, there was a reason for everything that they were doing. I just don't think I was really into all the reasons, just because. Yeah, it's, well, it was weird because she didn't. She did explain it, but none of them have ever ever been fox hunting, so they just showed up, and I think they were all kind of surprised. They just got on this little thing and rode around and drank. They didn't even know they were supposed to hand out drinks to the other people. So, what is tally ho- tally ho? So that I don't know that phrase. I think that's a Southern thing. And, but I was laughing because she said, you know, tally ho means you're on the little tractor and you're you're drinking. She's like, basically, you're handing out drinks, you're drinking yourself, and you're along for the ride, which basically was half half of my life. I feel like I've been tally hoing. <laughs> I'm drinking. I'm handing out drinks, and I'm along for the ride. I don't know what we're doing. I mean, as a mom, they may not all be alcoholic drinks. Yeah, <laughs> could be your kids. milk, could, could be could milk, be juice, <laughs> water water with only three ice cubes that's the big thing right now but yeah I think as a mom we tally ho (laughs) we're tally hoes. one thing I we are we are big tally hoes. I will say everybody loved the fact that we talked about in college we wish we would have hoarded up a little more so it's funny now that we're calling ourselves hoes after saying we were too prude well let's just call ourselves the tally hoes the tally hoes of bravo um, I want to get shirts made now <laughs> that's hilarious yeah, new, new name change name change uh, if you see us at BravoCon we'll be wearing shirts that say Tally Ho yeah. you know, we'll stand out yeah. we might wear a coat one thing I noticed before we got to the Fox Hunt is when Danny came over to meet to talk to Catherine and there are a couple of things I want to touch on there but before we do I noticed in that moment that Catherine's kids are never with her and I'm not saying it that she doesn't have them I know that her custody time has been increased I'm wondering if Thomas refused to sign the release form to allow their children to be um, videoed and be documented and be part of it, because to have kids on a reality show, both parents have to sign off. No, you're you're right. I didn't I didn't notice that until you just mentioned that right now, and my brain's like processing. But you're absolutely right. They haven't been on. And I'm sure. Having the kids also for herself probably just helps stay away from just speaking about Thomas in general. Yeah, I'm guessing that's perfect. I just did not notice it until this point, and it's almost the end of the season, so it took me a while. But I also think it's a little hypocritical that that Thomas refused to sign it when he had him on every time he was included in the seasons. Oh, most definitely. I mean, Thomas is only in it for himself. He sucks. He really does. But I used awful. I loved... I loved Catherine in this episode for a bajillion reasons, but I really loved that. She told Danny that she understood why Danny was upset, but that her and Madison had this bond as mothers, as single mothers, and that she could really see a friendship there that she wants to support Madison and Madison supports her and that she's not going to let what Madison said to Danny interfere with that. I thought that showed so much maturity on Catherine's behalf. Most definitely a lot of growth and I'm glad she said it to Danny's face directly. It didn't turn into a thing. Like that's, that's what real friendships are. You tell them stuff like that. You're honest with them. Your real friends are going to tell you things you may not like and Danny may not like that. That's uh, that's happening, but at least she heard it from Catherine and could maybe understand it. So I, I really like that as well. Uh, and I think Danny, she probably didn't love that. The fact that, Catherine and Madison were going to hang out, but she didn't seem that mad about it. And Maybe they had a a discussion off camera, but from what we saw, it seemed like, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. But the other thing then, before we get and dive into the fox hunt, which really is just a few major things that happened there that really, I think, kind of wrapped up a somewhat dull season for uh, Southern Charm. What did you think about the revelation of butt stuff happening? (laughs) I mean, oh, it was weird. Shop is such a dick. Like, he, he's a dick. Um, I don't know. I, the fact that he said, I've got so much information and I won't use it. But here, everyone, literally, but. Yeah. He spelled out um, butt stuff with roses. I'm going to share that and throw that out. I'll throw that dirty laundry yeah. out there. I thought I was tacky of him. Also, very weird. I don't get it. Madison, also, girl, we're rooting for you. Don't fall for that dumb frat boy shit. Like what? <laughs> like I, I would have Any a man did that a question mark after it? But it's stuff, just, like, it's are we gonna gross. do it? It's so it's, gross. It's so immature. If that really did happen, it's really immature and really gross. And I guess she's into that, maybe. If that's, but that's it's her fine. business. I'm not criticizing what people do in the bedroom. I just thought the way he went about. Oh Getting yeah. to it no, is gross. A hundred percent. How he we went about it was just gross and tacky and a million reasons why we dislike Shep a lot. And you've all heard us talk about it time and time again, but this, just throw that out there. And I He's still tacky. don't like Austin. I was starting to maybe like him at the dinner. I, I thought it was endearing that he was nervous. I thought it was cute that he... Was so excited to see her when he told her he loved her. She seemed genuinely excited and happy, and he didn't do his fake, like, you're so cute thing to her that <laughs> I hate. I, for a moment, I thought maybe he really realized he does love her and he wants to have a serious relationship. But then we get to the fox hunt, and we learn that's pretty much not the case. Nope. And he also, that dinner to me reminded me of an episode of The Bachelor. Like, I just put it. <laughs> It was just so kind of weird. It just seemed forced. very like, oh yeah, forced. And I have feelings for you. And what did she say about the night? Like he said, "Do have you have s- an early morning?" And she said, "She she pushed, she rearranged some things in case it went well."
0: Blech.
2: <laughs> Blech. I know. Maybe he spelled butt stuff and croutons. <laughs> She's like, I need to cancel some air appointments. Oh my god, it's, I can't, I can't. It's butt stuff, Madison. Night. We're rooting for you, girl. Please, I mean, please. <laughs> so basically, no. then we get to the fox hunt, and we know that Ashley is coming, which I, I don't agree with Eliza inviting her because Eliza knows how she is. But Eliza, I guess, really, her goal in life and her only purpose this season is for some reason to bring. Ashley and Catherine together. Ashley shows up and is basically making fun of Catherine to her friends. Yep. What, calling her Pippi Longstocking. Which, first of all, Catherine looked. She was slaying in that outfit. It was unbelievable. Oh, she looks amazing. I mean, the thing with Catherine and her fashion looks like, yeah, there's some things I'm like, mm, that's a little weird, like the red outfit, the red jumpsuit, yeah. snowsuit. Like, I would never wear that. But she wears it with confidence and more power to her. I can never pull that shit off. And she, she somehow manages to make it work she can pull off. I think it's her confidence. I think certain people that just have a sense of fashion and put things together in the way they do it, it looks a little less costumey. She looked unbelievable. And I didn't think it was, I just thought it showed how two faced Ashley was that the second she's in there, she's making fun of Catherine to her friends, calling her Pippi Longstocking and then saying how badly, you know, she really is on once, how badly she wants to reconnect with Catherine and how she thinks that, you know, they could have one day, like at one point have been friends and, she regretted all the things that she said. I was also really glad that Catherine basically stayed calm, but also said, I, I don't believe you. You can't just say those things and then think it's going to be fine. And I thought, what did you think about her like, fake apology on her family not speaking to her because of her egg donor comment? I completely disagree with it. I think it was completely uh, made up and it was a lie because she also was going live a couple of weeks prior to filming starting, talking about how the nanny is, you know, lying about the whole rape situation, and she was talking poorly about Catherine. And then we've seen her on Cameo saying that you better not be a, friend, a fan of Catherine's, and you know that she is making fun of Krug for sewing pillows. I think she's a two-faced person, and honestly, I just think she's one of those people that something weird happened in her life to turn her to be this way. And I can't quite figure it out. There's a part of me that thinks that maybe she was really ugly and bullied for a long time and then she lost weight and became really pretty. And now she thinks that she can just do whatever she wants. I don't, there's something something happened to her because it's so weird the way she behaves and the things that she says and does it, it contradicts herself in the same sentence. It just doesn't make sense. She's so erratic. I was actually having this conversation with Kyle this weekend. We were both saying, like, she's a beautiful woman. Like, if you just saw her, and I, I, we were talking about how your personality can... How ugly a pers- an ugly personality can really just make a person really, really ugly. And with her, she's that. She has the ugliest personality. She doesn't respect anyone around her. She flip-flops on what she says based on what motive, um, mo she has. She just is the worst she's worse than Shep (laughs) but she is awful she doesn't have any accountability to anything she says and she's like don't apologize if you don't mean any of that stuff just don't apologize just keep your distance and talk all the shit you want but don't act like you're not talking shit and then apologize like it's dumb and then don't go back to your friends and just say we speak a different language simply because Catherine said i I don't believe you and i don't think your apology is sincere that's not speaking a different language she understood everything you were saying yeah it was Uh, weird but i will say so i feel like we've had i thought the season started off somewhat strong and then we've we've had a bit of a a lull i mean steamboat wasn't quite what i thought it was going to be we had the whole chlamydia thing out there and they got high that was about it. It was a little bit of a letdown. But this party could be very interesting. I cannot believe that Shep and Craig are going to bring those two girls from the video. I cannot believe that either. And the fact that Austin and Shep's relationship is now stronger than ever goes to show that Madison did not win that, uh, did not win him over. Madison did not get the final rose. Shep yeah. did. Which okay another reason why Austin just sucks (laughs) I'm disappointed in Craig though I can't believe Craig would think that this is okay he's just so I mean Craig can be a little petty in his own ways I'm sure he just thinks this is funny and I do feel like all of a sudden it might just be me and Abby you tell me what you think but I feel like this party I feel like the season's gonna end like so abruptly Where I can maybe use like one more extra episode to tie everything up with a pretty bow. But maybe the producers and the previews is making me feel like there's going to be enough there to split it into two. I think it's – I don't know. We'll see. I I think it's just going to be one episode. I felt like we never got a mid-season trailer. I wasn't really sure where their season was going. And so that's why I haven't really figured out how we've arrived to our final stop. Because I still don't quite understand everything they were trying to do this season with some of the people. That's a very good point. It's very, very all over the place. And I don't think there would be a season without Madison. No, she, she definitely, I mean, she made the trip what it was for sure. She was the only one that going toe to toe with Shep. She threw out obviously the chlamydia bomb. But then she also was kind of interesting to watch with some of the other girls too. Yes, she was. So we'll all share our thoughts. Like we said, the reunion's been taped. Unfortunately, I still can't find anything where you like, like you mentioned about tweeting the questions. I don't recall Andy sharing any of that. So we'll see what questions he got, (laughs) but that should be coming soon. And we do want to share condolences to Catherine and her family. She recently, she lost her mother this past week. Yes. And we don't know too many details other than the fact that her mom was very young. So I'm, I'm assuming this was unexpected and sudden. And, you know, Catherine lost her grandmother not too long ago, who she was very close with as well. So it's it's been a lot of grieving for Catherine, and our uh, hearts definitely go out to her. Yes. So this brings us to our shout-out, which I'm going to give it to the guys, the men of Million Dollar Listing New York. If you do not watch this show, if you're not even into real estate, I would suggest that you all give it a shot. These men talk about real issues and real things in the most authentic way, at least to me as a viewer, the first episode, Ryan and his wife, they discussed their struggles with infertility and IVF and share the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest positive pregnancy test video I've ever seen on TV (laughs) where I was sobbing. And then this week, Luis was back on. So Luis was a broker that was on for a while. And then he left because he moved to Paris and then he came back. And kind of went off the grid for a little bit. But he kind of shared his story of how he's dealing with depression. And if it weren't for the show, um, if it weren't for moving back to New York, not the show, but if it weren't for moving back to New York, he doesn't think he would be here, period. Uh, So just goes to show that check on those happy people in your life just because not everything If they seem happy all the time, just make sure your happy friends are good. I thought it was, I commend him for being that honest and vulnerable. And that's a lot to share, especially when he was in such a a fragile state. It kind of reminded me, this is like a weird comparison, but uh, Anthony Bourdain, everybody was so shocked when he had committed suicide because he seemed like somebody who loved life and had a great life, got to travel and do all these things. And Louise is kind of one of those people too. He was a successful real estate agent living in New York when, you know, then went over and got to pretty much travel all of Europe. And you would just think from an outsider's perspective, what could be wrong in this guy's life? So it is a very good point to just, you know, always check on everyone. Don't just assume because people uh, look like they're living the life on Instagram that they're not possibly struggling, struggling in reality. Yes. Very well said. So check us out on Instagram for all the latest Bravo news. We'll share everything that we know about BravoCon. As soon as we know it, we're sliding into DMs and trying to find <laughs> as much information as we can. So follow us at Real Moms of Bravo. And if you haven't already, please, please subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a rating. Leave us reviews. We love it when we see that. And we will catch you all next week.
0: Hi, I'm Allie Raisman. I've been living with migraine for a while. As an athlete and gymnast, I was taught to just power through the pain. Now I use Ubrelvi or Eubrosiapan to treat my migraine attacks. As soon as I feel a migraine attack, I take Ubrelvi, which provides me with quick relief. Once I get relief, I go on with my day. I'm partnering with Ubrelvi to share my migraine story.
1: Ubrelvi quickly stops migraine in its tracks within two hours without worrying where you are. Most people had quick pain relief within two hours. ubrel treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for prevention. It's available by prescription only. Do not take ubrel with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Most common side effects are nausea and tiredness.
0: My hope is that by sharing my migraine story and the relief I get from ubrel it can help someone else.
1: Ask your doctor about ubrel the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn more at ubrelv.com or call 844 ubrelvy Sponsored by AbbVie.